Hey, you guys, you're going to want to listen all the way through to this episode because we are talking about the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And I've been around for every <laughs> single one of those years. I have not because I'm nine years younger. Anyways, you're also going to find out what life is really like during Hollywood <laughs> pilot season. And uh, I'll tell you why my friends call me the Christmas Grinch. Enjoy the show, everyone. <laughs> 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Well, look at us. And thanks for hearing us, you guys. Uh, it's our last show for 90s Now for 2023. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Is that Santa Claus? Happy holidays. <laughs> Adam, you need to eat more cookies. I've been away for over four weeks from this show. That's and here crazy. I am again doing my best Santa Claus impression. That's Thank very you very good, much. Adam. Welcome back, Adam. Thank you very much. Uh, it was my technical ineptitude. Uh, <laughs> I'll assume all responsibility. I, you know, I'd love to blame the computer, which I will. Uh, but my bad for last week, last show. Uh, we're back to whatever normal is and looking forward to a fun flashback on some 90s and some now, which is our promise, each and every episode. Uh, so for the now portion that also taps into the 90s, there's a, a pause that's been hit on a biopic that I don't know who doesn't want to see this movie, but now we're all going to have to wait a little bit longer. So we'll talk about that. Also talk about how it's uh, going on the Fraser reboot from the perspective of one of the OGs. One last dose of Kelly's trivia to make you feel badly about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she'll go easy on us. We'll see. No, she won't. Uh, no, you're right. <laughs> also, a final uh, 90s rewind for 2023. And fun way to end the year. Did you guys watch the Grammy celebration of the 50 years of hip hop? It was amazing. I've seen some clips. Oh, my gosh. It's so worth finding. If it's on demand, it should be. If it isn't, it should be. And it if is. it is and you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's I feel so like good. It's the only, not the only thing they're doing, but I feel like it's the 15th uh, 50 years of hip hop celebration that we're seeing at award shows and everything. I mean, totally. it's cool, but we've done it. We've seen it all. Well, I don't know, because this well, was the best one that I've seen, honestly. Okay. And the risk is that the Grammy's name is on it. Right. So yeah. you're like, oh, how good is this going to be? Because the Grammys often miss the mark. They just do. They don't do as well as the Brit Awards do. The Brit Awards mm -hmm. seem to nail it every single time. Um, the Grammys, they have like a two steps forward. Oh, one step back or even one step forward, two steps back on some years <laughs> where they make some like dated statement, you know, that gets somebody fired because you're not supposed to talk like that anymore. Um, so for this... It seemed like they got all the right pieces and players in place to make this show incredible. But there's a, a separate list of people that said, yeah, I'm in. Those are the no chance. I'm not going to be a part of this. So let's start there for now, um, because the presentation, in my estimation, was spot on. Incredible. They covered all the regions of hip hop, uh, the roots of uh, like literal geography and where in North America, specifically in the States, um, where it started, where they had roots and beginnings and they had artists that went way back to match that. So it, I thought it really, it, it hit all, all nerves, right? Um, 
but you look and go, oh, okay, well, there was one or two or three or four missing elements. And one of them has been a little bit outspoken, and that's MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, not only, it's not like he wasn't able to make it. There was like a no chance he was coming, right? Mm-hmm. But do you still because so I watched his clip. Did you watch his clip, Sharon? Like uh, I haven't watched the clip because I was like it. It seemed. I mean, I will, mm-hmm. but it seemed sour grapes ish to me because I really loved the show. Yeah. Well, what was interesting with watching Hammer's clip is like I don't really understand what he meant because, like, for example, with KRS One, KRS One was very clear that he wasn't going because it was a Grammy thing. Right, exactly. And how they have forgotten the Grammys, according to him and I'm sure others, in the le- years leading up to it. So he wasn't going to, you know, show up just when then when he felt they wanted him to or the rest of, you know, hip hop to do when that. When it so. suited them. Like, yeah. it, make, it really does give them a little feather in their cap about doing something exactly right. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's the accusation. Like, okay, you weren't there like at 47 starting to build up. You weren't even there at 25. You yeah. know, like, where have you been this whole time? Yeah. And so they want to also somewhat be like, uh, you know, guilty by association. Mm-hmm. So which he is probably was very, true. He, yes. And he was very clear, like, with his problem with it. But when yeah. I watched the MC Hammer clip of him speaking live, so like you're seeing his thoughts and then even reading the article, which had kind of like, rewritten what he had said in the clip i still don't understand what his angle is because unlike krs1 i don't think he has a problem with the grammys i think he has a problem with other rap artists seems like it that because he's like he's like i can be like you know i guess kind of macking is what his thing was with a young guy but he's like i i can't like be that way the fakeness with like a 60 year old who's like going by the name of six shooter like that seemed to be his Right. His angle that, like, that generation is above that now or, like, past past being guy on the street, I guess. Like, the, I'm, I'm interpreting now because it really wasn't clear to me, but I think that's what it is. It's like he can't deal with old dogs, quote unquote, fronting. Which, well, and why, I don't understand why he would have a problem with that because he himself is an old dog. So he's saying that as an old dog, he'd be into it if it were just the young people. Yeah, like he could do that that back and forth with a younger artist, but not with someone of his age. Like that, and again, I am paraphrasing. But if you yeah. watch the clip, and all you need to do, like for anyone who's listening to us right now or watching us right now, just Google um, MC Hammer Hip Hop Fiftieth, yeah, and it'll come it's up a quick. recent story. You will see it. You will see the clip, and then you tell me what you think. But I think it's like he can't handle his um, contemporaries still being like men of the streets or men of the streets, if you will. Well, I think that the there um, some of the other 50th celebrations of hip hop have dealt with some of the older dogs, uh, the OGs, the in conversation on. And, and I thought they did a really good job. Angie Martinez was one of the hosts of uh, of something that they had done, like a kind of a roundtable kind of discussion on um, uh, the male role in hip hop. And how, you know, it's pretty male dominant, um, but that the pressure of being the guy or that guy didn't leave room for um, emotion. Mm-hmm. So there's and there was no lesson on how how to deal with your emotions as a male 
period, and a male in this male-dominated genre. You had to be hard. You, you weren't allowed to show any feelings, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But still, life is filled with, you know, the roller coaster of emotions. So those things still happen, but you're not equipped with how to deal with it. So I thought that was really cool that they dug in on that on that uh, special that they did. So I don't understand where MC Hammer is coming from because it's sort of, it's like throwing down to all the people that did show up mm-hmm. and there were a lot of them, mm-hmm. right? And they still had, and you could, what it's, it screamed to me was that they were just having fun. Yeah. Every, like, well, the you, clips that I saw, everybody seemed to have fun. And just before I forget, Sharon, to your point, it is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, good. So I hope to watch it in like over the Christmas holidays. That's my plan. Oh, you have to. It really is so worth it. It's compelling because I started watching it thinking, well, I'll record it and I'll I'll watch it. Like I should have to go. I should go to bed. You know, like I have to get up early for work. (laughs) And I stayed with it, man, for (laughs) longer than I should have. But it was really good. And just the opening, Mm -hmm. uh, the opening is the women. So it's like... Like, I'm, well, I'm not going to spoil the surprise or anything, but honestly, find it and watch it. It's so good. And now that I know you're going to watch it, do you know how it ended? Well, wasn't it with Will Smith and DJ and Yeah, Jeff? which yeah. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But then they started teasing, hey, Will Smith is going to be here. And that was like the big reunion. And for the performance, he was the fresh prince, man. He wasn't the idiot, you know, who slapped Chris Rock <laughs> at the Oscars. He wasn't the the self-involved self-absorbed actor guy that we've seen over the last few years. He was a fresh prince, man, and he was good. Yeah. That that will hopefully help his situation, I guess, about yeah. maybe getting people back on on Team Will. We'll see. That'd be good. For you know what? Just quick sidebar. I don't know if you saw, and I'm I'm paraphrasing a bit, but it sounds like there was an uh, that Jada talked recently about how the slap like has saved her marriage or something. Yeah, which I thought was weird. Yeah, because I don't know, like, it's, I think it's fine if she had kept that to herself or with her and Will kind of knowing that that's, you know, was an event that has brought them closer together. But Chris was still a victim there. So I don't think that she should say that out loud to the public that like, oh, him beating you up or, you know, assaulting you, that's the word, uh, brought us closer together. It just, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Also, since she talked about like that she was a, she'd had a relationship and I the last time we saw her in an interview was for her book. I didn't really get the vibe that they were, you know, still going strong. Mm-hmm. And again, not that it's any of our business, but sh- they make it our business when they make statements about their business. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that was a statement saying that like this, you know, yeah. situation has saved our marriage or whatever. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist that I think all of us who saw the headline got from it. Yeah. So I just don't think she should be saying that considering there was an assault that took place. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to the next 50 years of hip hop and uh, <laughs> a couple of questions that may or may not have anything to do with hip hop. It's time for Kelly's trivia. Yeah. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. To finish 2023, we should do this with some art and literature, of course. Of course. Oh. We are fancy that way. <laughs> yeah. Adam, just before I give you the first the, the first question, last week Sharon did it by herself. And so I'm going to ask you. I did great. She did great. <laughs> so I just want to see if you, uh, if you could get the answer to this one by yourself. So who wrote The God of Small Things? Sharon answered this last week. The God of Small Things. Yeah. Um... I got a bunch of jokes coming to my head, but I'm going to say <laughs> I have no idea. 
<laughs> uh, I just because I wanted to say this for two weeks in a row. Arun Daddy Roy. That was, yeah. I can't Aaron believe you didn't get Daddy that. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed for this one. All right, here we go. Okay. What is the name of the first installment of the Border Trilogy by Cormac McCarthy? Oh, man. I know that name. Can you give us a hint? I do know this as well. Do you want a hint? Yes. Yeah. God, is this an option? Has this been an option the whole time? <laughs> no. I'm feeling I'm feeling festive on this oh, holiday thank season. You. Put uh, it so- in my stocking. Let's see what we yeah. get. <laughs> so the uh, the title involves um, animals with four legs that are friendly with cows but are not cows. Okay, so there's some pigs in the titles. <laughs> No, not pigs. Oh. Bull. No. Hmm. I was saying oh, bull. actually, should... Adam, one of, fav- of Adam's favorite TV watching pastimes involves these animals. My favorite TV? What? Sporting pastime that I got you into. Oh, horses. Yeah. Okay. So horses is in the title of this. Sharon. Go. All the king's horses. Oh, my God. So close. What is it? All the, All the horse horses. people. All the pretty horses? Yep. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know about it. Very nice. Uh, so we'll try to end off on a fun note with hobbies, toys, and games. Oh, please um, let us get something so that we don't look like complete idiots. Uh, here we are. <laughs> In the original Power Rangers, what was the name of the totally awesome Pink Ranger? Adam. Go, Adam. Um, is it Donatello? That's no. a Ninja Turtle, not a Power Ranger. <laughs> You're thinking of a Ninja Turtle and Donatello Oh, my Donatella God. This, is, this <laughs> is so embarrassing. I was thinking about the Ninja Turtles. Oh. <laughs> so that's the wrong one. Oh. Sharon wants okay, to venture so, uh, any guesses? I don't know. I'm going to go with, um, I don't know, Pinky Tascadero. Oh. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. <laughs> Not Coco Trapani. I'm embarrassed Sharon. for you. Oh. Uh, Kimberly God. Hart. Oh, that her. I don't yep. think I've ever watched the Power Rangers. Or were there like TV shows or were there just yeah. figurines? Or They were, yeah. Weren't they, there was, was it red, blue, yellow, and green? Or yeah. was there more than that? Was there a purple? I mean, I didn't watch because it was a show that I watched because I was probably at the clubs. Yeah. But I remember, you know, the commercials. Yeah. Obviously not well enough. I should have watched those. You should have. Like I was a kid in the 90s. This should have been in my. (laughs) Right in your wheelhouse, Adam. You need more wheels. Yeah. I do. All right. So we are 0 for 2 to wrap up 2023. Uh Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so you want to talk about the Madonna movie that's not on anymore? Let's do it. All right, so the Madonna movie is not on anymore. Uh, <laughs> now, what you, is that about? When you We've read been that... talking about this for the last five years. I yeah, know, but, but I want it to happen already. But Sharon, when you read that article, did you not get the... Because again, it was a bit convoluted where it sounds like they have an issue with where it's... Spo- that the relationship with where it was going to be released, but that it's not over. Like, I feel like she's moving the project somewhere else. Did you get that from that article? I did get that from the article. So okay. it's not not happening. It's just not happening as soon as we'd like it. Yeah. 
Because what's um, her face from Ozark? Uh, Garner. I forget her first name. What is it? But she's, Jennifer. Gen- Not Jennifer she, Garner. It's Julie. Um, is it Julie? Julia. Julia Garner. Julia yeah. Garner. Yeah. She's awesome, and she. Yeah. Uh, and the big surprise in that article was that Madonna, like, brought out Julia Garner during her Brooklyn show of the Celebration Tour. And they and, look like each other. Like, a, yes, yeah. she's well cast. Yeah. So I think that that I feel like that was a hint from Madonna where it's like, don't worry, it's coming. Like, I, just well, I need, hope so. I just need to get this tour done. Well, the other thing is that uh, that particular show that she brought her out for, wasn't she late in starting it? Oh, what? yeah, I think. Uh, and I think that they blew it completely out of proportion. Deb and I were doing the math on it. Like if she if she started at like 930. That would be, or even quarter to 10, whatever technical difficulty she was having. And there were some of those. But if the doors open at 7 and you're only starting like at 9.30 or quarter to 10, then it seems like she starts three hours late. But she wasn't ever going to be starting at 7. No. The doors just opened for you at that but point. But I heard she started at like 11 or something. Which I can't even believe what happened. Yeah, because, because they would have to close down, right? Rules. Like venues, don't they have to like be out by like 11? Or you're leave, you know, the show's over at 11? So it doesn't make sense I would think to me. so, yeah. Which, by the way, I've been to the Barclays Center. It's very nice. Really, yeah? Yeah, that was where the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony was. Yes. Kelly went there and hung out with Janet Jackson, by the way. Janet was there, the Janet. Wow. I've been in front of the Barclays Center. Yeah. Nice. Woohoo! Yay for me. I've heard of it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's where the Brooklyn Nets play also. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because I think Um, that's where the Islanders used to play. No, not the Islanders. Was it or mm, never mind? I know the in-house announcer of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I believe you know him too, Kel. Is that where he is now, Cedric? Yeah. What's his name? Yep, Oliver. Oliver, right? Yep. Because wasn't he in Philadelphia for a long time? Um, he was in where was he? Oh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, it was Cleveland, and then he he's last when I saw him last summer, like not this past summer, but last summer. Yeah, he was uh, in Brooklyn. That's amazing. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All that to say is that the Madonna biopic, I think, is happening, but just not right Oh, now. I think it's happening, too. I mm-hmm. think it's just, well, we know it's not going to be happening because they confirmed that it's not going to be moving forward with Universal Pictures. Yeah. So, but the tour moves forward. <laughs> Are we all going to that separately? I am not going as of yet, but I hope to figure out a way in. Sharon, can I jump into your pack sack? I don't see why not, Kelly. Because you just need to pretend to be the janitor this time again and, like... <laughs> You can get me in the back. <laughs> I don't see why you can't jump in the backpack, yeah. Kel. Isn't Adam going? Adam? You're going too. Adam, right? You're going, aren't uh, you? Madonna's show? Yeah. 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 I'll be there with uh, all my friends. <laughs> there was a shoulder shimmy that went with that. All yeah. my friends. <laughs> I've been, because I've heard she's going to play a lot of her um, singles from like the 70s and the 80s. So 70s? Uh, wasn't How she on during the 70s? do you think we are? <laughs> Well, that's what my friend told me yesterday. Well, Wasn't her get first him on the line because he's going to get a little smacking. Okay, so she's playing a lot of older singles that I might not know. So no, I just started you'll listening. Know every single one. Well, I, I started listening to the uh, like the set list on Spotify. So yeah. you have the actual set list. So I put it on shuffle because I don't yep. want to, you know, know the set list by heart. Yeah. So I just shuffle it, and I've been listening to that since uh, yesterday. So at nice. least I'm, I know I'll know all the songs. Uh, What's the, uh, the Montreal date? It's two, right? Is there two? It's uh, I'm going January 18th. And what's the second show? I just don't the remember 20th, the date. right? I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure. We were supposed to see here. It was November originally. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it is the 20th. 
That's well, exciting. I won't see you there. Well, fine, but we'll talk about it on this show then. <laughs> All right. Cool. And Kel, we'll work on, you know, you. Yep, thank you. Okay. Maybe chat, Maybe start being a good girl so that you can get it in your stocking. Maybe Santa <laughs> can hook you up. If I didn't have to keep paying for vet bills for my two huskies. Yeah. Yep. For the record, she's got three huskies, but she only pays vet bills for two. Yeah, because the other one's young enough now that doesn't have problems as of yet. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of the OGs from uh, Frasier, and I will plead ignorance and not enough sleep, but is is uh, Roz one of the recurring characters on the reboot? She has made Frasier? an appearance in the finale from what I understand. Okay, so not like a regular character. Not from what I understand as of yet. Well, because she's spoken out recently about how um, I think there was one conversation and now she's made uh, her her feelings a little clearer on how she f- maybe hoped that her character of Roz uh, could have been portrayed. And that is that she thinks that a, a more of a deeper look into her character on the show versus just hearing about the things that she did might have, you know, gone further to you know, give something to that character, which sounds obvious to say that because what they were doing at the time was they would talk about her life, but it was more of a, you know, next day kind of thing. Well, I went on this date last night or this happened or that kind of thing. She sort of, uh, I think, wanted her character to have more visual, I guess, roots to it. And Mm -hmm. perhaps, did she turn down an offer to go on the reboot or was she ever invited? I don't even know that. For sure. I think he, he, I think he asked all the cast and then Uh. from what I gather and then, you know, uh, the uh, name I'm forgetting right now who plays Niles, he decided no, Daphne decided no. And so I'm assuming maybe with, even if Perry had have said yes, maybe that would have been an issue right away. I don't know. But she probably said, I don't know. She probably said no too. But I feel like Maybe now that she's done an episode, maybe there's an opportunity for her to to be a part of it. <laughs> Side note for a quick second. I know that Niles' real-life character has, like, it's a three-namer. And first I thought, David Allen Greer. And I'm like, nope. David Hyde not- Pierce. David Hyde Pierce. There you go. Because my next one was David Ogden Steers. I'm like, how old are you? That's the guy from MASH. Like, come on. <laughs> Anyways, I'm old. So uh, David Hyde Pierce, right? Yeah. So he said no also. Yeah, I think he was the first one that said no. Here's another thing that uh, this article pointed out to me that I'm not sure that I remembered, which was that how Lisa Kudrow was famously fired from Fraser. And that allowed for Roz... Because I, I guess I'm blanking on that. Yeah. Well, the she thing played. Is, yeah. Yeah. So she she, I think, initially got the role, Lisa Kudrow. But I didn't know this for a long time. Like, I only found this out, I think, since the Friends reunion or something like I've only known for a little while. Um, but I think she did the pilot and they didn't like, I guess, the chemistry. OK. And then I guess that's why it's the famous, you know, famous letting her go. Uh. And, and then but then obviously it all worked out. Uh, for her so but i wonder if it's a famous or if it's the fraser people calling it the famous letting go they, pff, probably like you know yeah because i mean it all worked out in the end for like for perry gilpin it worked out for lisa kudrow but it's funny for like sure. was was there a um but even because so i read the matthew perry book as i told you guys and like yep. he kind of talked a little bit about behind the scenes stuff not just about friends but in the in the industry as well and how like when you're in pilot season um like just you know 
you never know what's going to get picked up or not. And so, uh, and cast changes could happen also. And I think I read that, I'm not sure if I read that in his book or somewhere else, but like, you really don't know until you really kind of know, okay, we're starting a film for real. Like, it's right. not just the pilot. So, because I think, like, and he said, too, in, in his specific instance about him getting Chandler, like, yeah, he was last to be cast and, like, literally with, a, like, a week left to go before they would have started film. I think it was, like, I think he finally got the final decision on the Friday and they started filming Monday. And, wow. and so it was very fast. And I think he did his audition on the Wednesday. Like, it was very quick. It was, like, two or three days of, like, boom, boom, boom. And he had to do it, like, for the producers. Then he had to do it for the the network. Then he had to do it for, like, the production company. And then he got chosen. So, because wow. it was such a big deal. And and it was interesting to hear him talk about Friends in the fact that, like, obviously, again, for us, you know, that don't live in Hollywood, you know, Hollywood sounds like it's a big place. But it was apparently very well known that Friends was going to be something hot and that you wanted in on it if you could be. So... That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's neat also to talk about uh, pilot season on the uh, Smartless podcast, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. They talk about, they've referred to pilot season uh, at the beginning of their careers as being something like you, you get into a show and you're like, okay, this is going to happen. And then it doesn't. Yeah. Or you, you know, a, you get a few weeks or a few episodes and then they can it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it must be like a major balancing of emotions because you, obviously have to commit to the character to make it work even though you know that there's a really good chance that it's not going to work mm-hmm. so it, it, it must be super challenging for them yeah and matthew i don't know if you know this but matthew almost didn't get on friends because of a conflict because he had done another pilot did you know mm-hmm. about that which was, what was which was pilot? like basically it was set in the future and it was about like i think um Something to do with like futuristic bag handlers at the LAX airport in like 2064 oh or something like it was, <laughs> which obviously at the time was like far away from 1994, right? So, yeah, yeah. but he almost lost out because of a conflict because he'd signed on and he did it only because his business manager had told him, You're out of money, like you need money. And so wow. he told his agents, You need to get me something. So they got him this. <laughs> And it almost cost him his situation. Oh, wow. And he just found out, like, that. that's why, why he was, like, late to that auditioning process is he found out that it wasn't getting picked up. And then he was free to go do the Whoa. Friends audition. So it was, like, within, like, a 24-hour period. It was crazy. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. It I think is. it was called, like, LAX 2064. Or tw- it was some crazy. Some really l- creative title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wonder what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you guys, you ready for the last 90s rewind? Yeah. Let's do of it. 2023. Well, Shoot for this one, way. we're going back 25 years. And the ladies have it for this last 90s rewind of 2023. From around this time in 1988, I grabbed a handful of songs and artists uh, that really represent sort of a 90s and now connection because... Um, and I think they're all within the top 10 or even or probably 20 of uh, the charts at that time. The first of which from this moment on Shania Twain. She this year made it back to touring fairly seamlessly, yep. became a judge on that show. Yeah. What show? What's the name of that show? It's it's like um they, they it, they're it like overseas? creating pop stars, but it's not American Idol and it's not it's similar. Like oh, is it the launch? Maybe. The launch is still um, – I don't think the launch is still happening. I Unlike our show, which it. is still happening. Okay, it's called Starstruck. That's it. And they totally package up the the artist and they give them the whole treatment and stuff, right? 
Yeah. Okay, well, she's on that, so that's good. The tour, good, and people are happy. So she's having a good year. Mm -hmm. And she was having a good one 25 years ago, too. Also in the news uh, 25 years ago and this year, Lauren Hill and doo-wop that thing. What an album. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Come on. It it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, But for 2023 standards, the now factor, she owned her lateness, finally. (laughs) But basically said we should be happy that she she's there at all. (laughs) So I guess we are. (laughs) Thanks, Lauren Hill. Um, (laughs) Also in the top 10 at this time in uh, 1998 was Faith Evans and Love Like This. Now, the Now Connection is a little bit fuzzy for me because I hear the commercial all the time on television, but I don't know what the product is. But they <laughs> use that song. It's oh, okay. like it might be Old Navy or something, but I hear Love Like This every day, which mm. is great because it's a great song. Also, Baby One More Time, Britney Spears. Of course. How do you Ooh. connect the Now to Britney Spears? You just do because she's Britney Spears. But she she got her book out this year. She seemed to get a lot out this year. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but she's good. I think she's, she's free from a lot of the uh, things that maybe held her back or kept her dressed. Um, but she's good now. <laughs> uh, and uh, she was good 25 years ago too. And I think for, uh, our final offering for this nineties rewind, it's Cheryl Crow, who not only, um, was a big part of the Willie Nelson birthday party that's, uh, was recently on. It was filmed a few months ago, but it, it recently, um, hit your television screen. So happy birthday to Willie Nelson, who doesn't look like he's having any problems at all at 90. Yep. Um, but my favorite mistake, which for me, musically for in Sheryl Crow's career, I think if it makes you happy, a song called Home and this song are three of my favorites. Mm-hmm. My favorite mistake starts with this really jangly, but like controlled open of a guitar and a really thick bass line that comes in. And of course, Sheryl Crow, like I said, not only celebrating Willie Nelson's 90th, but she also made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Bravo. So 2023 was a pretty big year for her too, just like 1998 was. It's nice. It's nice. And that's your 90s Rewind. Good job, Sharon. And we have uh, our last audience question of the year. Ooh. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh, hopefully Adam's going to have an answer because he's going <laughs> to... He's going to have to think about this. Fingers crossed. Uh, So audience question is, uh, now that we're in holiday season, what is your favorite holiday uh, like TV special to watch every year? Ooh. I will go with uh, first. I'll go first. Mm -hmm. Uh, And say that I have recently watched, I watched Elf as soon as it was on TV. So yes to that. Mm -hmm. But also I watched uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Just watched that the other night. Because at the end of the day, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. was bullied by everybody except his mother and Clarice, the girl Clarice. that he... Clarice. She said, you're cute. And he's like, it, he's so cute. <laughs> and he can't. He sounds congested because he's got the the black whatever on his, on his red nose that he's trying to hide because his father says, you gotta hide that. And then yeah. he gets so excited when she says, you're cute. And then this, he flies around and then plunk, it gets popped off because he's so excited. And then his, the coach is the one that says, we're not gonna let him play in any radio games. The coach says that to him. Yeah. And then Santa Claus... <laughs> says to Donner, 
well, it's too bad. You know, he could have been something. Like, even Santa Claus gets on board with the bullying. Yeah, terrible. But Rudolph triumphs in the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, Adam? Uh, commitment to make. I do not enjoy Christmas specials. What? What? Um, you you can say I'm dead inside. Yeah. I'm, I might be the Grinch of Christmas. <laughs> um, I'm... I. I really, I'm not gonna watch a single Christmas Christmas movie during the holidays. Wow! Yeah, you should. There's so many good-looking people on those Hallmark ones. Yeah, they might be good-looking, but I don't know. I it, it doesn't. Um, yeah, doesn't yeah. rub me the right way. And do you know what else happens? Everything ends positively. <laughs> There's always a happy ending, no matter what. And that might be why I don't like those specials. Nobody does. I like a mo- I like a movie that doesn't end the way you want it to end. I That's love what you get at your that- own Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not complaining. Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> but Adam, like, um. you don't have a... So, because I will piggyback, like, when I see Christmas special, to me, like, obviously, like, movies would fall in, under that umbrella. But, like, I always think of, like, a cartoon. So, for me, it is what Sharon talked about, which is the uh, Burl Ives claymation version of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i love that thing like i love the abominable snowman like it's just Mm -hmm. it's amazing so i and it's funny i have the burl ives cd of that soundtrack for wow so the uh, burl ives christmas album was uh like a major part of my childhood that was one of the albums Mm -hmm. that we listened to all the time Mm -hmm. And I love that um, Burl Ives narrates, you know, and he plays the big snowman. He's like, that it's snowman, great. exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, that special will be 60 years old next year. Will it really? That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. 1964. Isn't that nuts? That's bananas. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's 60 it. 60 years later, and Adam's still going to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> nope. are right. And nope. that's fine. We're all good. However you are celebrating your holidays is good. If it's good for you, it's good for you. Yeah. All right, you guys, uh, thank you for making our 2023 uh, fun and uh, giving us the company. We we know you're out there and we appreciate it. Wherever you find us, we appreciate that, that you're passing it along to your friends, that you're sending us questions. You can find us on all the social platforms. Um, we appreciate that you do, however you do. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, good health, and all the best things to come to you. Thank you for listening to 90s Now still happening.